since five, six years now with all the social media. The sport is not only results, it's not only performance, it's more, it's also communication. So, and something more collective, um, completely a part of the brand. It's not only a part of the team, it's a part of the brand. It's showtime, everybody! Showtime! You've been living in a dream world, Neo. This is the world as it exists today. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Listen, we're talking about practice. Repeat on the dude's run. Donnie, you're out of your element. I see. You think this has nothing to do with you. Don't ever trash talk black Jesus. This is the Adventure Stash with Pace and McAlvin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This week, Stefan Tempier. Stefan Tempier is one of the top World Cup racers on the planet. He was second overall in the World Cup series behind Nino a couple of years ago. He's medaled at the World Championships. Uh, I've known of Stefan for years, obviously, as a fixture of the World Cup series and a man with an incredibly distinctive pedaling style. I've always wondered, who is the guy behind that 60 RPM massively powerful pedal stroke that is just landing podiums left, right, and center on the World Cup Series. And I finally got to sit down with him and record this conversation. I also want to give an extra shout out to Stefan for being a little brave and doing a a long-form interview in English. Obviously, French is his first language, and he's fluent in other languages, including English, clearly. But I can't imagine how scary that would be. So thanks, Stefan, for doing it. It means a lot. And for those that haven't heard yet, we're doing a series of group rides on Zwift. Our presenting partner, Zwift, came up with this super fun idea uh, to do pre-releases of Adventure Stash episodes. So this episode that you're listening to now with Stefan actually went live a few days ago, this past Friday, um, and we did a group ride on Zwift. We've had thousands of people joining uh, these weekly group rides where you get to pedal along with the guests. So this past Friday, everyone got to ride along with Stefan. Earlier, we had Evie Richards. We had Hattie Harnden another time. And you get to ask follow-up questions of the guest uh, via the Zwift Companion app as you're pedaling along with them. It's super fun. Once you complete one of these group rides, you unlock the official Adventure Stash in-game kit. And if you like the looks of that kit, by the way, you can get a real-life version courtesy of Volet. Just go to volet.com and get yourself the jersey, the bibs, There are baggy trail jerseys available as well. 8% of proceeds of the sale of those jerseys goes to the Low Life's Trail Organization, which is actually the backyard trail organization of Zwift. The trails out behind their headquarters in the uh, Angeles National Forest are developed and maintained by this Low Life's Trail Organization. And so it felt felt really good to, to push a little funding their way to go along with the sale of these jerseys. So with the purchase of every jersey, you're donating to a good cause as well. Future group rides and episodes coming up include January 1st, Ellen Noble. January 8th, Anton Cooper. January 15th, cyclocross up-and-comer Maddie Monroe. February 5th, grand finale, Yolanda Neff. So please join us. You can go to Zwift.com slash events slash series slash adventure dash 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 podcast dash series for more information. Or you can probably just Google Zwift and the Adventure Stash. Love to see you there. It's lots of fun. This episode is also brought to you by Whoop, longtime supporter of the show. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on how recovered you are and how much stress you're putting on your body throughout the day so you can maximize your workouts and performance. I am using my Whoop each and every day, especially as training ramps up. If you know someone who might be interested in a Whoop, there's an extremely special offer going on in December. Now, through the month of December, get a free month and give a free month when you buy a 12-month Whoop membership as a gift, plus a free band for you. All you got to do is go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com to check it out. Use code PAYSON to get yourself 15% off as well. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter this season and beyond with Whoop. Thank you all for listening. Catch you after the show. 
where where in France do you live? I live in oh, sorry. Oh, okay, I live in so in the Alps, in the south of France, south east. Yeah. And just in the beginning of the Alps. So yes, it's very about the mountains. Nice. Mountains for yes for mountain bike for sure and also in the winter for, for ski. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a photo you posted recently of you uh, getting ready to ski, it looks like. Is that something you spend a lot of time in the off-season doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's very... I love this place because it's very beautiful. It's very sunny. And also, now it's colder because winter um, is coming, but it's also the snow, but also the sun. And not so much white also, not so much muddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's a perfect place for 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 cycling. Yeah, nice. Um, well, thanks for doing this. It's it's good to meet you. Um, how uh, how do you feel about your team asking you to do a long interview in English? <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, my English is not very <laughs> very perfect. It's a French, it's a French English, you know. <laughs> it's a French no, it's great accents, but yeah, I learned the English at school. Yeah, but school now it's a long time ago. So yes, I need to to learn a little more. And the problem we see with the COVID, so we have not so much time together with all the track family, all the team. Yeah, and so I don't speak. I didn't speak so much English, but uh, yes, I like to to improve my English also with you to, yeah. to speak, uh, to speak a long time with uh, with somebody and eh? like this. It's okay. It's a good, uh, for me, today is a good exercise. No, it's great. Um, with the amount of time that you've spent with the Trek team so far, have you noticed that they've helped you with your English being on a, an American-based team? Um, has that, or not American-based, but a, a major American sponsor and some uh, English-speaking writers, has, your, has that helped your English develop some? Yeah, but I understand the, the people. It's not a, it's not the problem. When I speak with uh, also with Yolanda, with Swiss guys, so we understand also with another language, French or maybe also Italian. Or Yolanda speaks all the language on Earth, so yes, it's easy. But um, yeah, also with John and everybody, I understand. Yeah, I understand it's okay. So I'm not. No problem for communication. Yeah. But yeah, for video, for something more communication, marketing, yeah. I need to more and to speak better for sure on the on camera and on TV. Yeah. Well, yeah. So now in winter, but the best I saw with the Italian language with my my last team. If you want to learn a language, the best things is to to speak with people is not difficult on the app with an application or or something in like school or better thing is yes to go directly on the with people and with the team for sure yeah, track. yeah. so i mean you were on bianchi for years is do you think is your italian better than your english at this point after spending years uh, on that team yes yes that's true my italian <laughs> is Better, yes, <laughs> because I spent I spent also a lot of time in with with the Bianchi. It was six years uh, before and after four years, so yes, it's ten years. So yes, ten years is a lot. Yeah, yeah. but um, the beginning I understand nothing in uh, in Italian language because at school I only learned English and Spanish. So yes, the Italian was only with the. Yeah, and the English is great too. It's amazing. The uh, West or uh, Americans, and and I feel like you know, the British, Australians, folks whose English, yeah. whose language is English first. A lot of times, we're just so spoiled because so many other countries are are better about learning other languages. It's amazing that you know English, Italian, obviously French. What other languages are you? Can you communicate in? Me not so much, but maybe Spanish, a little Spanish, yes, little, huh? <laughs> because now I didn't speak so much, so yeah, I only learn in school, so Spanish, yes, yeah, it's okay, but Italian, 
Italian English as French for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, Dutch, no. Dutch, nothing. German, I don't speak German, but yeah. Yeah. Not so bad. <laughs> um, so speaking of, so like we just said, you were on Bianchi for years and years. You just made this transition to Trek. And I know it's been a crazy year, so it's hard to compare, you know, maybe how the new team is because you haven't had a normal year to really get to know um, the team and, and how that's going to work. But um, when you started uh, getting an idea that you'd be making a transition to this Trek factory team, um, how was that? How has it been so far? Um, it's been a, it's a pretty big change for your career from what I can tell completely new bikes. I have to assume different culture. Um, how's the, how's the new team been so far? Yes, it's completely different. Yes, I'm very glad to go with uh, this team because it's, it's the most important team in the mountain bike. And Trek brand is very famous. And uh, so yes, I'm very, very happy. And uh, yes, but well, big difference because it's not the same culture, like you, like you said before. And uh, yes, it's more American, so more international riders. Because after it was only Italian, and so I was like, um, it was only Italian. And now, now it's international with uh, AB, Great um, Britain, Yolanda, Switzerland, Anton, New Zealand, and all the people also uh, from Spain for the mechanic, also Great Britain, John with American. So it's more, more international. And also, it's more the brand is very important and we have more marketing with the marketing a lot of relation with Ryan Bosch the, the marketing in Trek in, uh, in Wisconsin Waterloo so yes completely different also the also the bike for sure if you were for the moil sport the bike is is different for me this year was completely different because we had the new teams New culture, new bikes, uh, all new mechanics, but also with this crazy year, it was very good for the first, the beginning of the season when it was in Spain for the first training camp with all the team was perfect for me. First races with the, with the bikes, with the track team. But suddenly, um, the quarantine was arrived in, in France. So we have two, uh, two months, all the spring at home alone. And it was just good for me because I was perfect with the bike, good dynamics. My first step was very good, but not a big stop with the COVID. So it was difficult to, to start again on the, on the second part of the season. But when the, the race starts and started in France and in Europe with the first national races, like in Swiss, like the Swiss Cup, like Australian Cup, like French Cup. And yes, for me, what's more difficult to, to observe them, to find the good, good shape, to the shape after this quarantine. But after it was very good to, to have the opportunity to have some races in, uh, in Europe before the international race with the World Cup and the World Champs and the European Champs. So it was better in the end for me was my for my performance and i think it was a very short short season but for me it's, it's positive because i i learned a lot with the all the team the all the dynamic of the team the, the rule of the team but also the with the mechanics bit more of the mechanic all the material of the of the material of the tires of the testing with the tires the wheel the bike for sure, super caliber is very nice, but you have to to to, to find the good position before. And so I think for me now, I'm very confident. I have nothing to think about all this new new thing. It's okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to to go directly on the race for for the next year. Yeah. So this is good. Yeah. Awesome. What do you think of that new bike, the super caliber? Because it's a pretty crazy radical design um i have to assume before you wrote it you were kind of like hmm that's very different i'm curious how that's going to work did you have any 
misgivings at first because it's so different? Um, and how do you feel on it now? Yes, my, the bike is very, I like very much. Yeah. And I think it was just when I saw, I saw the bike, uh, saw it in by the last year on the paddock, on the, on the pit. So yeah, this is a good one. That's the, the first, um, official uh, super caliber on the, in the world cup. But yeah, I think this bike is good for me. Yeah. But I was, I was not really track. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yes, it's good. Even, because even, like, even then before you were, before you yeah, were, yeah. you saw it and before, you thought, this is a good bike for me. Yeah. Yeah. Before to, to go with, with, yeah. with the track, yeah, I think, yes, this bike is very good things for the Olympic cross country. It's like, a, it looks like a, an antel when you, just, just when you look, uh, it's like an antel. It's very light. And also, it's also uptail, but full suspension or something. Yeah, this, I, I like to, I like to, to ride with the uptail yeah. before. So I think, yes, this, this bike is perfect. Combo is perfect. Yeah, he ride for, <laughs> and, but I didn't so right before so yes i think yes when we i arrived when when we arrived with um in the track team i would like only to to test with this bike and yes for sure now i have my my reason my choice was good yes because this bike i like so much all the time before i only rode with the only ride with our tail yeah and now we and now, yes, I only ride with Super Calibre. <laughs> well, so, yes, it's perfect for me. It's perfect because it's like a full, for sure. In Donnell, it's incredible because you think it's only 16 millimeters in the rear, in the shock. But for me, I think it was, I don't, I don't remember this number. And after my, the first ride, I think, no, but how many uh, in the front? I think it's 90. I, I, I saw, uh, I know it's not 100 because uh, I I I read on the on the paper on the, the catalog on the but I think yes maybe it's 90 or I think it's 90 80 it's not very there is not the, more for me it was the same and when it was only 60 meters but no when you ride when you run and when there's a good set setup on the shot uh, I don't know like the normal fool or the full one I saw on the when the top fuel, but yeah, it's very it's incredible, and I think a lot of bikers at home uh, the same feeling. What when they they have to test the bike, they think in the first when they think that it's not very think yeah you think you have so much trouble with the shot, and when they test the bike for the first time, no, it's crazy, it's incredible because I think it was more an attempt. And in the end, it's like my, my fool. So yes, I think it's the bike you need to, you need to test. Yeah. So sometimes when people um, on a one friend or yeah, it's possible to, possible to test your bike. Well, yeah, go and you test. And, uh, and when we they come after two hours of riding, so, yeah, I like. Yeah. So yes, it's a good, uh, very good bike. Yeah. I have a quick funny story about it. I rode one of the very first test versions of the Super Caliber when it was just a, a an alloy metal prototype um, with it, it looked pretty ugly. Honestly, it was just very, very early prototype version um, and really heavy, like 30 pounds. And I did some test flaps and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand what you're trying to do here because it was so heavy. It wasn't very stiff. Um, and it had the, the 60 millimeters of, of travel. And so I was a little bit confused. And then they got a carbon prototype version, a composite version that was way lighter. It was super stiff. And I was like, Whoa, awesome. All of a sudden I get it. <laughs> but the very first prototype version, I was like, this, I don't think this is a good idea, <laughs> but, but then of course it ended up being an amazing idea. So it is a little bit, um, non-conventional and I, I think it's really cool how Trek decided to go in a different direction and really think outside the box. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I, I love that bike so much, especially for racing. It's 
really crazy. It's a good one. Um, so let's talk about, well, actually, this is a, this might be a little bit harder question. We can skip it if you want, but is there anything, are there any funny moments that have happened in the team so far where you thought, okay, yeah, this is a, this is a very different team than, you know, all my years on, on the Italian Bianchi team, just like culturally something that just felt different, a moment that sort of made you realize, okay, this is a different team. But I think um, student laser the first day for my when I arrived in Spain for the first training camp, so the first and the only one in the in this year, <laughs> this season. But in February, also last February in uh, in Spain, we were here for one week for all the well, all rider, no, except uh, Anton was for the New Zealand Championship, but. Was rider and stuff. Right, there is a lot of people. Right, it's not only rider and the manager John. Right, it's more more people with two mechanics, with uh, cameraman, uh, photographer, and also one people arrive from Montreal, but from the Montreal saddle just for to test the saddle. Mm -hmm. Also, we've been with the uh, forty. As also speaking with this, we have the free physiotherapies. And but also the marketing, but maybe I don't know, but 15, yes, 15 person or 20, 20 person. But when you arrive here, oh, wow, it's crazy because <laughs> it's not so much riders, you know, it's only five, but five, six, but uh, it's a lot of people all around the, the team. And yeah, you, you understand, but you are in a big, a big team. It's not only, you don't, Speak only about the about sport or only about the the, the bike. It's more than this. You, you you represent the track brand. It's not just it's not only track battery racing. It's it's track brand. So this is very different. I think. Yeah. You're more yeah. You're more on track athletes, and this is very um, impressive. And I remember also in March when I live in California, but in the United States. For the California the Californian races, I stopped two days in Waterloo, so in track uh, headquarters, and here was amazing because I never I never watch a, a brand and a, a yeah factory and brand the name but and yes brand like this yes was I think the Amer for me was the American dream you know it's <laughs> all is very beautiful you observe. And this thing, you have the coffee shop, you have the restaurant, you have the sports, um, the fitness sports. I know. In, in Europe, it's not like this. Uh, the brand is, is different. It's more, it's more dark. It's more so one people in each uh, office, you know. And here you have the brainstorming, producer is, and oh, it's crazy. And also to see the um, project one with the, the paint and, yeah, for me it was like uh, Disney World when I, you know, <laughs> like when, when I was a kid and I go in first the world first time in Disney, it just was the same. <laughs> so it was very, it was crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, yeah, the Trek headquarters is really, really impressive. It's like a big campus. There's just so much going on. That's really cool. How do you feel about being an ambassador for? Uh, an entire brand rather than just um, being asked to just be a racer. And like your only job is to race fast, get a result. Um, and that's all you have to worry about. It sounds like that's how it used to be for you. And now, you know, you're, you're asked to be a good representative at all times, basically. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah. It's since five, six years now with the, all the social media, you see that the sport is not only the it's not only results, it's not only performance. It's more it's also communication. So yeah, you promote the the new bikes like the new Pro Caliber this year, and you have all the the thing and and you have to wait and if you can right for the social media if you can speak just only at this time with everybody and something more collective. Something where it's more collective and 
no, yeah, you're completely a part of the of the brand. It's not only a part of the of the team; it's a part of the brand. So it's yeah, it's not a new job, but something new in, in my job for sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, you've been racing for a pretty good while now. Are you thirty four? How old are you? Yes, forty four. Yeah, forty four. Yeah. yeah. So you've seen the sport change some. I mean, there are there are guys out there definitely uh, at a very high level who are older than you, but there are some younger, obviously too. So you've sort of uh, you haven't seen the sport maybe change as much as everyone on the circuit, but you've certainly seen it change a lot. I have to assume. Um, what are some of the? You mentioned social media being different and the fact that you have to be kind of an all-around representative rather than just specifically a racer. What are some of the other ways you've seen the sport change, whether it be, you know, racing style or how the courses are, uh, how, how tough the competition is, that, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So mountain bike right, changed uh, change a lot, yeah. And... Also, but not, I saw in the first on the on the spot on the on the course was like two hours of races before, and now it's one hour and twenty more or less. Track was ten k, now it's only three three k. It's very short. It's more technical. It's more spectacular, more not extreme but more spectacular. And I remember when I ride with the with twenty six uh, wheels. And also only maybe right <laughs> twenty six waves with underbar with only fifty centimeters and yeah. Yeah, it was completely it was crazy. <laughs> I remember it also in Monsantan in Canada was the track was was more or less always the same. Maybe the only the last track with the same section, not the same track but the same section with the batteries and the, and when you arrive with the twenty six waves or hard tail with your very very thin tire. Shit, it was very crazy, and then you have the twenty twenty nine, but it's full and it's also full, but you know always more and more with the tires, more larger tires with two point four and why well, yeah, so the a lot, but yeah, I like and think it's a good for the Olympic cross country. It's on the good way because of TV and there's and social media we have a lot. A good following, and also in France, we have the the live on TV on the world for the World Cup. And well, yes, I think I think was a good direction. But it's also it's also an uh, and always an uh, Olympic uh, sport. So this is very important so far for the ICO. And yeah, most also. Was changing, but we have also now the short track in um, in World Cup, and the next year not only in the World Cup and but in more more races. So yes, more extreme, more fun, more with more speed, also more. Maybe the most important is also there is um, with uh, a suspense. You know, when you arrive with uh, not with uh, a favorite in the front and. When you know who is the, the winner before the start, it's not it's not very good. And this year, I think this season was completely crazy with COVID, but also during the race because we there is uh, always the different riders who who won the, the World Cup, who won the World Championship. So yeah, I think it's good for sports. It's good for mountain bike, and for next year, also all the riders are very. Have a chance to to win in in this in this ad, and this is very good also for the sport, but also for the public because public need to to have more suspense just before the the finish line. For sure, yeah. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned twenty uh, six inch wheels and hardtails and Beatrice. I I raced Mont Saint Anne as a junior on a twenty six inch hardtail high post and I think I crashed half the times going down it. Like I can't we used to ride those bikes. It's crazy in hindsight. Um yeah. and the bike is for sure the mountain bike is I think the sport with more 
evolution for me. Because when you need now, you get only one ring, the drop. I I I forgot the, the dropper also, but uh, uh, we have twelve speed uh, in the rear. It's no, it's crazy. With higher, but more more comfort, more 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 security. Also, we have not so much now, so much puncture. Yeah. There was. No, it's very incredible. Also with the electric, um, with the SRAM uh, AXS, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And on the road, it's it's you have the evolution now, but not the same because right. mountain biking. I don't know, but only ten years, fifteen years. Wow, it's crazy the evolution of the of the bike. Yeah, it's completely different. I have this is also crazy when you have a, I have my garage bike, uh, mountain bike. I don't know, but. Only five years ago, but I think it's not possible to to sell this bike now. It's a collector bike, you know. Over <laughs> there, yeah. it's not possible. It's not possible. But who who can not ride? For sure, you ride the bike because it's a very beautiful bike. But it's not a new bike. You have not the same. The width, yes, 29, the same way. The fork is completely different. Now it's smoother and smoother. Um, and also the speed, the, so the wheel is not the same. And no, it's completely different. Yeah. yeah. Do you okay. race with a dropper post at this point? Yeah, this year, right? So, first, I, I tried this the first time with the Super Calibre, so in January uh, this year. And now, yeah, for sure, I approved. And uh, I only now we had only race with the dropper because uh, yes, I like it. So I go. I think I go faster. I go a little faster in downhill, but for sure, it's more comfort and it's more secure. It's more security. You know, you have not the problem. Sometimes it takes some <laughs> good. On the stomach, we have the saddle on the stomach, and now no, it's more, it's easier. It's also you can now it's it's perfect, and with the Strama X set, it's very nice because you can change when if you want to change the dropper or not just before the race, you just move, take the over seat post, and yep, you go. And this uh, I like, yeah, yeah, I like so much. Convenient, yeah. Um, a minute ago, you mentioned how going into next year, it feels like the races are way more wide open. Uh, you know, we didn't see Nino just totally dominate every race, um, this year, like he has in the past, um, into, I think, was it 2017 that you were second in the world cup overall? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. And you, um, you had a, a lot of second place finishes, lots of podiums, obviously. And um, how, how's your mindset going into next year? I mean, you've had an incredible career. You've won Rock de Azur. You've done second overall at the World Cup, obviously. Medaled at World Championships. Had tons and tons of World Cup podiums. Um, are you feeling really excited and optimistic about maybe getting a, a world cup win next year now that the the racing seems way more unpredictable and open you're always up there at the front yeah yeah for, no next year for sure is most i think it's the most important uh, season of my career because uh, we have also the olympics the olympics the olympic qualification the first so yes there's a big fight a big battle with all the front riders with a lot of good and very strong French rider. So yes, in May with the first the two first World Cup in uh, in May next year was very important. And my first goal is to to go in uh, in Tokyo. And for that I need to to go on the podium in World Cup. And podium but and this is very my goal for, for next year. Qualification, the qualification, Olympic qualification first, second to have a medal in, uh, to have a medal in, uh, in Tokyo. But also I finished, I already finished second in World Cup, lots of place in second in World Cup, also second in World Cup, like you said, uh, in, uh, in overall. Also I have a medal in the bronze medal in World Championship. So now I need to, to win a World Cup. Yeah. 
for sure. It's, if it's only one, I'm okay, but I need to, <laughs> to, to win one World Cup and maybe also one World Championship. But yeah, the victory is most important. And next year was very, yeah, very, very important. So well, I'm, I'm excited because now it's the rest, the rest season. I'm, I'm in the rest, the rest day, um, a little, some last rest day before the new season and the new training, uh, pre-season. So yeah, we do the plan now. We are doing this on the plan with the calendar. We brought you the first, uh, camp with the team, first race with the team and the, First race before the World Cup with the team also to have some, some races before for sure. Yes, I'm, I think I'm ready to, to go for this, uh, for the next season. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you said tomorrow you start, uh, your first day of training for the, the new season. What does, uh, what does preseason training look like for you? Are you, do you ride lots and lots of volume? Do you do, uh, more gym stuff these days since World Cup racing has changed some. Um, what? Just give us a general idea of maybe what these first couple of weeks back to training will look like for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I like so much the off-season training because I do a lot of of sports. You know, I I don't go only on the on the bike. I do some. I like I like sports in general, so I go also for running when and running. It's a road, road bike, but it's a mountain bike. And, uh, for sure, I'm going to go for the fitness and, uh, more fitness and on the off season. And, but when the, when the snow is coming also, I go for the ski. So cross country skiing, but also ski monitoring and, uh, also alpine skiing eh, sometimes. So yes, I like this season because you, it's easy to train with a lot of different sports and you, and you, when you, you learn some, something different, you know, and I like this, uh, this training, but it's more, yeah, at the beginning, it's just to risk to start. So it's easy and you go step by step to more volume, more volume. And I train this, this winter, I need to train also more on the, my, on my, when I'm not very strong, so my sprints, my start, start racing, the start of the race, the sprint, the finish, uh, the sprint for the finish, something more explosive, more intensity, like the, like the short track where, where I'm not the, for, I'm not the best in this because it's very short and intensive. So I, I, well, I'm, I use this season to, to train on my, on this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of riding style, you have a very unique riding style. It's super, uh, super, super powerful. You can just see the power going into the bike. It's really awesome to watch. It's super, super inspiring to watch. And you, you ride at such a low cadence is that I'm sure you get this question all the time and it's sort of annoying, but, um, how did that come about? Is that something that you just developed as a, as a young rider and just kind of stayed with? Is it just what has always felt right? No, no, it's not something, but I, but I train, but it's more, I don't know. It's, it's geni not genetic, but it's not something I train for sure. But when I was young, it was, I was, um, already like, like that. Yeah. Was already like that, and in, I remember in junior in the world championship, maybe was we have the the triple rings on the bikes, you know, with the forty four in the front. Yeah, and I was only with the forty four. I remember <laughs> so. So it was bigger. I was, I think, was more powerful when I was in junior than before. So for me, the cadence is better than before. But it's very difficult to <laughs> to see. It's only me who understand, but. My cadence is uh, is faster, but it's not like not like uh, Yolanda for sure. Right? <laughs> it's, not, it's a little faster. Maybe before I think it was 50, 50 uh, by minute, but now it's sixty. You know, right? yeah, but yeah. it's so much. It's it's for sure. It's a low cadence, yeah. And Yolanda is at like one hundred and twenty all the time. Just yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's completely, <laughs> it's completely different, but yeah. Yeah, for, so mountain bikes, it's possible. It's, Canals is not, I think, the, the, the big problem. So because when you see a lot of different riders, different style of rider style, so it's not bad. But for me, for sure, when you have a low cadence, you don't have the, when you, the first 10 meters, it's not the, it's not faster because you need, you need to, to have a little time to, to push the, the, the machine. So yes, I need to, to, to work on this, on this 10, 20, 30 meters. The first when you start from zero to 20, 20 kilometers to go, yeah, to, have, to go faster and to go directly on the, like the start side. For sure, for sure. So yeah, need to, on this, on this part, I need to, Maybe to change the, the, the cadence and to to find something better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we talked about how you uh, you know one of the biggest goals for you is winning a World Cup uh, in the next couple of years. Also qualifying for Tokyo Olympics, all that sort of thing. Um, you've done a ton in your career already. Obviously, you have an incredible palmarist. Is there anything besides um, you know winning a World Cup? uh olympics that sort of thing are there any other goals that you would like to accomplish in your career still maybe not even on the world cup could be just a different race uh that you're uh, interested in finding success in or maybe not even racing is there some sort of non-racing goal that you really would like to achieve uh, yes but for right for the race for sure i think i need to i never ride the cafe peak you know, so yes, it's before the end of my career for sure. I need to to go on the Cape Peak, yeah, because it's most right, the most famous stage races in the world. So yeah, I need to to go here, and yeah, I don't know, maybe to also to I have I I want to try also the. Just maybe just one way, same to the road racing, professional road racing, because in France you can uh, ride on the roadways, but only with amateur. But I, I would like to go on the professional roadways just to to understand the, what I what I watch on TV. Uh, <laughs> not all, all the day, but uh, so much time on on TV. So just to understand, yeah, also. Uh, the speed, the more the, it's just to, to try. It's not to, to go for one year, just try it and understand also maybe state races, understand more the, 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 the when you are an effort day, uh, each day. So yeah, this, yeah, Cape Peak, uh, pro road race and, and, not on the race, but for something different. I think also to go, I would like to go with my mountain bike in the United States and to go on the beautiful, beautiful ones um, like Colorado, Arizona, it's all this beautiful try and bikepack mob, all these things. But I think more after my career in for, I don't know, but one week or two weeks with friends holiday and go with mountain bike and see something different the mountain different mountain bike than i have at home with, with more mountain alpine mountains and different try different underground and also different but it's more for yeah something for holiday and yes you have the race for the mountain bike but i like the first i like it's mountain bike not only the race it's uh, training but also go outside with the mountain bike so yes also i don't know but in new zealand with the mountain bike to to cross a, not to cross the country but do some some stages with with friends and take a good time on the mountain bike yeah in, uh, in different places in the world yeah, yeah. nice well <clears throat> let me know when you uh make it to colorado uh for the colorado yeah. trail. The, yeah. the trail actually it starts where i live the the colorado trail and goes yeah what, okay, what do you live here in uh durango it's called so yeah was well, really the first world cup before yeah exactly in the first world championships and you know ned overend and and john tomac and all of those 
guys and gals still live here in Durango. So it's yeah. a very, uh, we have an amazing right. culture for racing here uh, in Durango. And, and the Colorado Trail goes straight to Denver from, from here in, in Durango. Um, I rode a lot of it uh, this year, bikepacking, and it, it's awesome. You should yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I call you when, uh, <laughs> yeah. when yeah. I have time for this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you have to go win a World Cup first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I go now to, to train, so yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Okay. Go yeah. to train now. Yeah. No, yeah. no. <laughs> um, that's pretty much all I had in mind to cover. Thanks for doing it. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your invitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, welcome again to the to the Trek family. It's it's really awesome to have you. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. I'm very I'm very happy with this. Yeah, great. Well, enjoy that last day of off. How are you going to spend the rest of your the the last few hours of your off season? <laughs> oh, yes. I go just a little outside, yeah. <laughs> but I'm. It's, it's difficult because with the lockdown in, we have in uh, with the quarantine in France, so we can. We, it's not allowed to go more than one hour outside and more than one kilometer far away from my home. So, so yeah, I go outside just to to see the beautiful color now because it's uh, with the autumn. It's very beautiful. It's more brown, brown on the on the forest, and yeah, it's a, I enjoy the I enjoy the life a little more because when you you are in London when you go outside, the, yeah, it's very life is very it's very beautiful. So yeah, yeah, just enjoy just enjoy the the life. <laughs> awesome. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy those last two hours of your off season, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening, and thank you to Zwift for being presenting partner of the Adventure Stash podcast. And Zwift is going above and beyond. They came up with a really, really fun series of group rides, an official Adventure Stash series of Zwift group rides. The way this works is that they are episode premieres. So if you're listening to the Stefan Tempier episode for the very first time, you could have joined us a few days ago, this past Friday, and listened to the early release of this episode, and even crazier, Ride with the Man himself. Stefan Tempier was co-leading that group ride with me. As the participants pedaled along with us, they were able to ask us, predominantly Stefan, of course, follow-up questions via the Zwift companion app. It's been lots of fun. We've had thousands of people joining. It blows my mind how many people are part of the Zwift community now, by the way. And it totally makes sense. They've just completely revolutionized what it means, not just to ride inside, but to to, to train and prepare, period. The, the, I'm on a bit of a tangent here all of a sudden, but the just the sheer number of um, training, rides, different workouts, all of the different courses, the sprint segments, the KOM segments, just the the wild world of Zwift is just expanding at an incredible rate and the opportunities seem endless. And that's why I really wanted to get in on the action so much. Um, and this series of group rides has been a really awesome way to do that. Stefan was our third installment. Before that, Evie Richards joined us and then Hattie Harnden. Coming up next in that series of group rides is Ellen Noble, January 1st. If you want to kick off your new year, with a bang, you can join Ellen Noble. Um, ask her follow-up questions as you listen to a new episode with her. She's a she's an Adventure Stash alum, but we have a fresh new conversation for you. After her, January 8th, Anton Cooper, Maddie Monroe after that, and Yolanda Neff in February. If you want more information on this series of group rides, you can go to Zwift.com slash events slash series slash adventure dash 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 podcast dash series to get all the info you could possibly want. Also available are official adventure stash jerseys these days. Whether you like more of a spandex race cut or a baggy trail jersey or some bib shorts, Valet was very kind in putting together a really awesome design for us with the help of Zwift. Uh, you can go to Valet.com and pick up 
whatever threads fit your style, 8% of proceeds from the sale of those garments goes to the Low Life's Trail Organization, which is Zwift's backyard trail organization. So you're giving back with every purchase. Speaking of giving back, Whoop. I want to give back to them momentarily because Whoop has been giving to the Adventure Stash and supporting this podcast for a long time, and they're continuing to. For those that have been completely living under a rock, because I've been touting the greatness of Whoop for quite some time now, I'm going to tell you again. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on how recovered you are and how much stress you're putting on your body throughout the day so you can maximize your workouts and performance. Now, through the month of December, get a free month and give a free month when you buy a 12-month Whoop membership as a gift. Plus, you get a free band for yourself. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com to check it out. You'll be well on your way to sleeping better, recovering faster, and training smarter this season and beyond with Whoop. And I'll tell you, you're going to sleep extra well when you learn that you can use code PAYSON for 15% off your subscription. A little bit of extra, extra savings there for you. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to Lily McKelvin for editing and producing this show each and every week. Please subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a review, drop us a note via email at theadventurestash at paysonmckelvin.com. On many occasions, guest recommendations submitted to us via that email address end up being actual guests on the show. So we really do appreciate and rely on y'all reaching out. Uh, Whether you want to share a personal story, share a recommendation for a guest, whatever it may be, please email us at theadventurestash at paysonmckelvin.com. Thank you all so much, and we will catch you next week.